Hello and welcome to Die Bundesliga Show. Uh, technical difficulties there. This is my first time actually hosting on StreamYard. So, you know what? If it goes wrong, meh. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Meh. So, obviously, it's me, Devo, and welcome to the Football Dugout, Die Bundesliga Show. We have Gav Mack from Two Up Top Football Podcast. What's good? You good? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. And we have Flo, Flo Wolfram. Is that correct? Exactly. That, that, that's correct. Not great. Yeah. Your pronunciation is great. I love it. I, w- I would love, I would uh, like my pronunciation English as to be as good as yours in German. It is. It, it, it is. Don't say oh. yourself short, man. Flo, um, you, just sound like, you just sound like someone from up north or something like that. Your English is a lot better than a lot of people from the UK, so I won't worry too much <laughs> about that. But I've been to Newcastle and I couldn't understand a single jolly word. So I... Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too, so everyone else. Um... Right, so how's everyone doing? How's everyone's weekend? Uh, did you enjoy a good weekend of football viewings, whether in Germany or England or wherever else? I I, I had a good time with the NFL, but not with club football in the UK. That's all I'm saying. You know, Germany, the Bundesliga was wonderful, but the Premier League didn't. It hurt me a lot this week. But But you shouldn't be too harsh to your club because you played against the best club in the world yesterday or two days ago. With Arsenal, yeah. so yeah. To be fair, I, I, all I wanted is not to be embarrassed, and I don't think we embarrassed ourselves. Uh, but so, Devo, I believe you don't know. I told Gav many times I'm a huge Liverpool supporter. But I was before club, so, uh, before club arrived. So I, oh, I also, God. I believe when it really catch me was in uh, in 2005. They were even worse before club because they yeah. were rubbish and still they were really they rubbish. Were the best team in the world. So that was even worse. At least now they can back it up. I don't mind when they talk. But in Germany, I was like like a hipster, uh, football hipster in school when I was saying, okay, in England, I'm not a United fan or a Chelsea fan. I'm a Liverpool fan. Everyone was looking at me and was like, uh, what's wrong with you? And nowadays, all the kids are scousers. And I'm like, uh, ah, you're a Liverpool fan, okay? Because your club is there. No, I was before. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to get this kicked off. We're going to move on to our first game. Uh, but before we do that, Guys, please make sure that you're following us on the socials. They're running along the bottom of the screen. You can see that on Twitter. You have Devo LDN, that's me. Uh, TFB Dugout, that's who I represent. Gav Mac 23 that's Gav in the middle. And Two Up Top Football, which is who he represents. So please go ahead and follow those. And also follow us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Both channels, Two Up Top Football and obviously the Football Dugout. Okay, so Both we're going to go channels. into our game. Uh, which is Mainz versus Stuttgart, okay, and a bit of a good game there, Mainz, um, not too good for them, uh, but Stuttgart, a great start to the season, having just come up from Bundesliga Zwei, is that right, Bundesliga Zwei? Bundesliga Zwei? Yeah, yeah, usually you, you switch it. We say it's like Zweite Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Zweite Bundesliga. Exactly. Okay. I so, actually um, knew that as well. That really annoys me that I knew that and I said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Mike's uh, losing 4-1 at home to Stuttgart. Um, they've now conceded seven in their first two games, Mike's, um, which is not a good start to the season. Was anyone surprised by this result? Uh, I'll come to you first, Gab. Were you surprised at all by this result? Um, the the manner of the result, yes. The actual result, no. Uh, Mainz have been having a bit of a bad time. They were lucky to survive last season as well. They were hanging around the relegation zone for a lot of the time. Stuttgart, they're they're they're, they're back into the big time, so they're going to want to try and impress. But I didn't expect them to to be running out four one winners, not at all. And it it showed. And and Mainz have parted ways with their gaffer now as well. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to come on to that. Um, so, forgive me if I get this wrong. Bialoza, Bialoza, is that the correct pronouncement? I'm not sure. Um, he's now been sacked. Um, ah, Bialoza. Bialoza. Yeah, he's, he's, he's from Austria. The pronunciation is even worse than in, uh, in Germany. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad you're here, Flo. I'm so glad you're here because I'll just be murdering names. Uh, <laughs> you have to call him Smith for the purpose of the conversation. Yeah. John Smith. John Smith yeah. got sacked. Right. Yeah. Cool. Smith got sacked. Um, but I hear there's, there's a lot of turmoil at Mites. Uh, you were telling us in the WhatsApp group. If you just want to explain that for the viewers. Yeah, exactly. That's that's also a reason why I wasn't surprised that this was uh, such a massive win for Stuttgart, because during the week before the match there was a strike 
in the, the training session. The Mainz players uh, striked and uh, didn't want to do a Thursday afternoon training because their striker, Adam Salai, was uh, sacked from the team or was banned from the team. Although he played like 10 days before in the first round of the cup for Mainz and scored an important goal against the uh, lower league club. And uh, yeah, it was a huge, huge trouble and huge discussion about, discussion about stri that strike because it was only the second time in German football history that the professional team striked. The first time was in, uh, in the 80s, I believe, middle of the 80s in Nuremberg. And uh, back then the club sacked all the players or the, the most <laughs> important players who striked. Mm -hmm. This time, Mainz did it otherwise, they sacked the coach. And uh, all or still the reasons for the strike are not really clear for everyone because the players didn't want to say anything after the match. They were they were very short in the interviews and the post-match interviews. And um, I was watching some uh, some football discussion rounds in the, in the TV on Sunday, and there was the agent of Adam Salai was uh, was speaking, and it's it's still not clear why Mainz wanted to ban Salai from the from the team training. No, he was he was an accept, accepted player in the club. Okay, he might be a little bit expensive with his wages because he's like 28. He's captain of the Hungarian national team. He is uh, yeah, he's quite skilled. He had he has a good contract, but um, there was no no good reason for for that strike or for that uh, for that ban from the player. Mm. So still mm. politics. Um, yeah. Mm. All the spectators of fans are uncertain at the moment, especially because Mainz, you know, Mainz is a club which is always like very sympathetic, which uh, has never has, has any problems. Everything's quite nice around them. Everything is pink. So, you know, never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the home club from, uh, from Jürgen Klopp. Yeah. And if yeah, you, if you, if you, if you imagine Klopp as a club, it's, it's mine. So they both, they fitted so extremely good together. Yeah. It was like wow. a whole happy area. I don't, I don't know. Klopp <laughs> has got some fire in him. Klopp has got some fire in him, so maybe yeah. that's what Mainz have just discovered, the, the fire in their, in their bellies. Uh, yeah. but let, let's move on to Stuttgart, um, because it's a brilliant win for them, 4-1 away from home. Um, they've got some unformed players. I, I'm not going to try and pronounce his surname, but I'm going to call Oman him... Gatuka. That's the Oman, one. Oman that's the one. Hey, look, um, we, we, just, we just call him Silas. We Silas. Just, Silas. Silas. <laughs> Silas. <laughs> we just say first there. We just say Silas. Silas. He is 20 years old and yeah. he has scored three in his last three games as well. He is loving life. He's so unorthodox. Not just him as well. Kalahizic as well. Yeah. Very unorthodox. He's like he's six foot seven. Two. Yeah. Six foot seven. Jesus. Yeah, he's a big, big like boy. Crouch. But it's not yeah. just that. Yeah, but it's just like Peter Crouch. He is very good with the ball at his feet as well. He's not just a big lump that he got a big, like whack crosses in so he could get on the end of it. And that's what I love about him. He's able to, he's very mobile and he's very, he's very tidy. He could pick a pass, he could shoot, he can, you know, he, he could do a lot of stuff. And I, I, I think Stuttgart are going to be all right. Yeah. You, yeah. You know, um, I've always uh, problems when you're measuring heights with foot. We don't know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, Flo, he's two meters. Yeah. Ah, okay. There you so go. He's, he's, he's just a tiny little bit taller than I am. <laughs> Maybe and a, lot, and a lot, a lot taller, a lot taller than me. I have a lot taller uh, than me, but we won't go down that road. We won't go down that road. Yeah, let's, not, let's not be self-deprecating. Let's, let, you know, it doesn't matter about height. Who cares? We're all um, laying down. <laughs> let's move on to Schalke versus Bremen. Um, Schalke, poor Schalke, um, poor poor Schalke. Now, again, another team without a manager after this result. Um, but they did score a goal. Uh, so, small victories. Uh, but they <laughs> don't know how. Yeah, they I think they scored uh, 10 this year in total. 10 goals in 2020. And they've conceded 10 goals in their last two games. So, that shows you the measure of the team. Um, David Bagnall. 11, 11. They lost 8-0, yeah. didn't they? 11. Sorry, yeah, 11. But they've conceded more goals in two you games. You're doing, you're doing them a service, Devo, yeah. you know what I mean? Like... They, they've conceded more goals in two games than they've scored this year. Um, so that goes to show you just how bad Schalke are. Um, David Wagner uh, has lost his, lost his job, um, had to, really. It's 18 games without a victory for him and Schalke. They've now uh, brought in a new manager, Michael Baum, or Baum. I don't know how you pronounce that. Baum, Baum is good, Baum. yeah. Baum, yep. Baum. As, as in um, tree. It, yeah. As, yeah, exactly. It means tree yeah. in English. Okay. 
Got to number the, the plans. Three. I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, so he's coming. Can he turn it around? What does he have to do to get Schalke back to not even just where they were, but just a decent football side who could be competitive with the teams that they're playing against? Flo. Uh, I don't know. Today there was a, a huge. Um, I don't. I'm lacking the English word now, but a huge newspaper having a story with ah headline with the headline, and it was uh, saying. It's not a Traum, which means dream, it's Baum. So it's not a dream, it's Baum. So <laughs> something like this. And that's, that's, that's what exactly describes what the Schalke fans are feeling right now because they don't really know how to, to get him. He doesn't have any grip. He was, he's tactically he's very skilled. He did a very good job at uh, the German Football Association with the under-18 national team. Uh, he has a good reputation for his technical knowledge and he was working as a PE teacher before he was a professional football coach. So he has a good reputation, but he had uh, some problems in the end at Augsburg because he lost the team behind him. Mm. So he was sacked okay. there because the team wasn't behind him anymore. And now the Schalke fans, they're always aiming for the big solution, like Ralf Rangnick would have been, for example. Mm. And it's a very difficult situation for Baum because he first needs to gain uh, the confidence from his own fans and first needs needs to deliver and hasn't uh, a doubt left you know if he starts losing straight he will be sacked very soon because the fans are going mad but i believe he's a player with his with his tactical uh, knowledge could be very helpful for the club because if schalke was missing one thing in the last two games it was like how to behave tactically tactics right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. defensively all over the place yeah. Uh, when you see the goals that Bremen scored, uh, especially you know the, the first two. I mean, the third was was a penalty, but um, the, the the first two, the defending was non-existent. Horrible. The first goal was absolutely defenders. The first goal was so so bad. Yeah. And like Schalke without a win in their last eighteen games, and it shows, done it. And I said it. I said it on the show last week on Bundesliga um, game week one, which you can go back and watch on YouTube as well across our, all our platforms. Just saying. Um, Schalke versus Bremen, second game into the season, should never be a six-pointer. And it was. You know, and I, 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 I feel for Schalke. Schalke, they're, I, I don't think a, a, a tactical change will make any difference. They're going, they're, they're going to go down. I genuinely believe they're going to go down. Well, one of the problems yeah. is they can't score goals. Where are they going to find goals from? I've seen they've just sold Bergstaller, who mm. was getting goals for them, maybe not last season, but season before he was putting the ball in the back of the net. Uh, they've signed Pacienza from uh, Frankfurt. Mm. He's not... And I not don't think he's got a great goal-scoring record in his career. Where are they going to get the goals that's going to keep them out of trouble? Mark Oot ain't good enough. Well, they have uh, Vida Dibizovic. <laughs> yeah. The old gun still loaded. Yeah. Say, if you put all <laughs> of our ages together, yeah, if you put all of our ages together, I'm sure we are still younger than Vedad Abitovic. I love him, but is is old. But, but do you know that he's uh, playing quite for for free for Schalke? You know he doesn't. Yeah, his uh, his wage is the minimum wage you receive as a, a during to insurance reasons. You receive um, as a football player is ten thousand euros in the in the Bundesliga. So he just receives the 10,000 euros for insurance reasons. He donates them. And uh, the only money money he gets above that are um, the fees for success, you know, for goals, for points. But uh, as Schalke isn't scoring any goals or having any okay, points, any point. <laughs> he, he plays, actually, he plays for nothing. What's uh, quite remarkable because he wasn't, he was never seen as a player, or rather, he was seen as a greedy player than he was seen as a generous player. Yeah. Um, just a quick word on, on Bremen. Obviously, a massive win for them. Uh, they narrowly escaped relegation last season. Um, so they'll be happy with that. Um, and a hat-trick for Fulkrug. Fulkrug? Fulkrug? Ne yeah. Nearly correct. Good enough. Okay, I'll take that Fulkrug. one. But this, uh, this one is uh, so difficult. And the uh, O with the points above, they're very hard. The umlauts on yous are really difficult for English people to uh, to pronounce, and I'll wait. I'm going to try to win on that one. Okay, but don't you find it funny? I'll get it. I just wanted to say though, don't you find it funny that Bremen were able to pick up a victory when Leonardo Bittencourt was back in the team? 
Bremen didn't win because they were so good and because Bitgood was a good day. Win because yeah, because Schalke is yeah. absolute rubbish. You know, the, the headline before the match was uh, El Catastrofico. So El Catastrofico. Not El Clasico, <laughs> El Catastrofico. Because <laughs> those two teams yeah. that are fair, very, very near to the bottom line in the Bundesliga. Easiest hat trick I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, I wouldn't even celebrate that hat trick if I was him because it was literally <laughs> um, let's let's move on swiftly to one of the biggest results of the weekend, one of the biggest shocks across Europe, and that would be Hoffenheim beating, and I say beating uh, Bayern Munich four one. It could have been more. It could have seriously been six or seven. And we spoke about Kramerich last week. Uh, he's probably the informed striker in Europe. Um, I think he's now got nine in, in his last three games, if you go back to the last game of last season as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just against uh, anyone. It's against Dortmund and Bayern Munich in that time as well. So were you surprised at this, considering the amount of games that Bayern Munich have played in a short space of time? Lewandowski didn't start. Sane came off injured. Um, Gav, try and sum up this result. What were your initial thoughts? I, I think Bayern went into that game with the highest level of arrogance I've ever seen in my life. You said that there was there was Lewandowski missing. They also rested Goretzka as well. Yeah. They dominated the ball. They dominated possession, Bayern did, but they didn't do anything with it. And Hoffenheim have taken more points off Bayern than any other team in the last three seasons. So they need to be more aware of who they're playing against. And most teams, when you come up, when you come across, uh, come across the best team in the league, you treat that as a cup final. It happens a lot. Look at look at Watford last season against uh, against Liverpool. It's their biggest game of their season, so it's like right, okay, we need to make sure that we're on it. We need to make sure we beat these. Doesn't mean that they're going to go on and, and run off into the sunset. But Hoffenheim are a very well organised team, and look who their manager is, mm-hmm. Hernes. Honestly, he, yeah. know, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. He's he's got family inside the club. You know, he came through. He came through the buying ranks. He understands what's going on. You know, so that was a very very arrogant performance from Bayern Munich. And for me, Hoffenheim, it says four one on the team sh- on on the score sheet. It it probably flatters Bayern Munich that yeah. score. It could have been six. Um, Neuer made some good saves. Um, a couple missed chances as well for Hoffenheim. Um, Kimmich did score one of the goals of the weekend. Brilliant Beautiful finish. Goal. Beautiful goal. Uh, we spoke about him last last week. Um, but I want to speak about Hoffenheim because we have to give them the respect they deserve. This isn't about Bayern Munich not being good enough. This is about Hoffenheim really taking, taking the game to Bayern Munich and, and actually battering them. So what's been the reaction in Germany to this game, uh, Flo? Well... The post-match reaction was like that everyone tried to explain why Bayern lost. They said they were tired, tired because of the Super Cup match. They said that uh, Hoeneß really knows the club, so it was quite relevated that this wasn't such a massive win for Hoffenheim. But they really did uh, a great way of playing in that game. And I think they're a little bit underestimated with, with this game because like in the newspaper, it's like all the newspaper a little bit... Uh, Bayern Munich orientated, you know, they want to be uh, cool with the club, with Munich, to have maybe an interview or maybe an exclusive story or something like that. But um, yeah, Hoffenheim did a very great performance. They Sometimes they lack uh, the necessary respect for, for single results because in a whole season, they're like not interesting enough because they're, they're nothing. They're not meat nor fish, we say in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> something something like that so they're, they're not interesting you know but throughout the season they always have those single matches which are re- really interesting which have a great amount of, of quality during the match and um, yeah maybe a funny side fact about the coach from uh, from Hoffenheim is you know he's Sebastian Hoeneß Yes, and he's uh, the nephew from uh, Uli Hoeneß, the Bayern Uli president. Hoeneß, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, he was the, working for Bayern, wasn't he? He, he, he was the, working the as a second team coach. Yeah, yeah. But his father was also a great striker in the German football history. 
and he was also a very uh, well-known manager during the beginning of the 2000s for Hertha Berlin and for Wolfsburg. But actually, no one in the German media is talking about him like he's the son from Dieter Hoeneß. Everyone's just saying he's the nephew the from nephew Dieter Hoeneß. <laughs> <laughs> so, and his dad is like, what have I done to you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Kramerich. Uh, he's on excellent form and another brilliant goal. Uh, his first goal was taken very well. Um, I saw that it took 10 seconds from the goalkeeper to the point that Kramerich put the ball in the net. There's one touch move. If Bayern would have scored that, we'd all be celebrating. We'd all be talking about it. Yeah, we'd all be talking about it. It was a brilliant goal. Um, but Kramerich, can he keep this up? Can he uh, keep this form up? And can he be in amongst the best strikers in the Bundesliga by the end of the season? Gav? Yes. He scores, he scores goals. He's a goal scorer. It didn't work for him at, at, at Leicester. And because it didn't work for him for, uh, for Leicester, people would just be like, oh, yeah, he's not a very good striker. He's rubbish. Are we not seeing what he offers to a club? You know, his movement is brilliant. The way he works across the line, he gets in between those spaces. He will give and go and then find some space. He's not a lazy striker. He's got bags of energy. He can finish with both feet. He can head the ball as well. And yeah. Hoffenheim win penalties. And who's going to take him? Yeah. And he's very him. Him. Yeah, he'll score. I, I, he will score at least 20 goals in the Bundesliga this season. Wow. That's a lot. And he had Boateng on skates. Uh, for one shot, which uh, Neuer tipped onto the bar, but he, it looked like Boateng, <laughs> it looked like he was dancing. He's done Tricky player. It's like uh, Boateng, like in the Champions League quarterfinal against Messi. Do you remember yeah. that game? When he, he <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Down. yeah. Well, Although this time he didn't fall over, but he, he <laughs> was spun around like Kylie Minogue. Um, right, let's move on to our, oh, our before, before, before you move on, Devo, um, there's a question here from mm -hmm. James. Can Hoffenheim make it to the Champions League? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. They're like, so, they're in, inconsistent, you know? They're like Bayer Leverkusen, but just uh, a little bit below. Because we buy our players from Hoffenheim, and they... Hoffenheimer go and, and go to, like, Zabrucken, or they go to Bayern Munich. It goes one of two ways. It wasn't too long ago that Hoffenheim were in the Champions League, was it? How many years ago was it that they were in qualifying rounds? Anyway, yeah, this this was a ridiculous final match day in the Bundesliga because it was we or was our Leverkusen who was suffering that Hoffenheim finished fourth. They played against Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund third, Hoffenheim fourth, Leverkusen fifth. And we were like, okay, Hoffenheim is playing against Dortmund. Easy for us. We just need a win. We're in the Champions League. Hoffenheim will lose. No problem. And out of a sudden, Dortmund is always rubbish against Hoffenheim when they need to be good. They lost against them at home. And we were like standing there and we were like saying, oh, what's that? Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, we'll go from uh, Champions League talk to, well, mid-table talk, really. I doubt <laughs> either these teams are going to do much much other than that, uh, Freiburg. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were going to put Leverkusen up there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. I, 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 I was always preparing himself already. No, I, I was expecting it. <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have thought of that actually, but I, I, I hadn't. Um, so we're talking about Freiburg versus Wolfsburg. Um, a 1 1 draw. Um, Nils Pettersson scores again. And uh, Joseph Bracalo scores, uh, the young Croatian um, midfielder who has a bag of potential. I like him. He's in my dream team. He's the only one who performs. Everyone else is rubbish. Um, so, <laughs> thoughts on this match? Freiburg, um, they scored the second amount of second most set pieces last season and scored again from a set piece in this game. Um, very good at home. They're unbeaten in the last four at home. Um, do you think Freiburg will... I mean, they're a small club. They're a very small club. Um, do you think they'll be in trouble at all from from uh, relegation, or is this a, a mid-table side and then maybe look to kick on, if at all possible? Uh, Flo, what's your thoughts on Freiburg's ambitions this season? I suppose. Well, the the ambitions in the public are always just to secure the class, to secure Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. But actually, from my point of view, they're at least a mid-table club. 
because they have a very good lead. They have a very good head of the club. They have a fantastic coach. And they always manage to develop young players from the region to sell them uh, for a little more than they bought them. And they, they do the best out of their opportunities. So from my point of view, Freiburg is one of the most sympathetic clubs in, in the whole Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. And uh, always uh, uh, delighted, enlightened, I don't know how to say it. So it's always nice to see how they uh, develop during a season. Yeah. And usually they never have any problems with, uh, with the relegation. Mm. But I've um, absolutely deserved it. Yeah, they should have won this game really and truly. They had they the very yeah. um, mm. missed a really really good chance at the end. Uh, Holla should have scored. Gav, I'm not sure if you've seen that chance where he's Hula, one Hula, one. Hula. We're yeah. the boys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the worst misses I've ever seen. Um, yeah, he's, got, he's got to do better there, man. Any one he's on got one, to, got to do better. One on one with the keeper. The keeper basically says, "Shoot or go around me," and he mm. decides to just stand in front of the goalkeeper and then just give the ball away. Basically, mm. uh, terrible miss. That could have been a massive three points for Freiburg. Now I like Freiburg, man, and they've got a couple of decent players knocking around for him as well. Santa Maria is just yep. a new, new signing, good player, man. Like, yeah, how, where, where they getting? They're getting from um, from Angers in France. Mm -hmm. I think it was. And it's a like, record signing for the club. Yeah, yeah, it's record signing, but it's not big, big money because Freiburg don't. Well, they don't do big Freiburg. money. No, Bundesliga don't do big, big money, really, yeah. do they? You don't see someone. Oh, we've just signed someone for hundred million pound. It don't happen really much in the Bundesliga. So, Santa Maria, I, I was quite impressed with him because that's his first game in the Bundesliga, and he looked like he'd been playing there for five, six years. And hey, look, Peterson, man, he loved. <laughs> He loves it. We spoke about him on Bundesliga One. Yeah, he absolutely loves it. And and Grifo is 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 a great player as well. I think Freiburg this season. I don't think it's going to be a consolidation. They finished what ninth last season, tenth. Is it yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if they finish eighth this season, that'll be fine. And if they can keep their core together and maybe get another. Player, because like going forwards, they're looking, they're looking all right. Santa Maria, as I said, like he looks very comfortable. If they could get a more creative player to play in behind Peterson, maybe for another season, and then a, and then a decent defender, I don't see any reason why they can't get top six. That, that, that's the problem with Freiburg, you know, because uh, the good players they're leaving after from time to time, like this season with uh, Robin Koch, who yeah. made his debut for German national team, now switched yeah, to, uh, to Leeds United. Yeah. And, um, and the, the goalkeeper, Luca Waldschmidt, um, yeah, Luca Waldschmidt, oh, yeah, Lissabon, yeah. Alexander Schwolo, Hertha Base, yeah. uh, Berlin. So uh, they've lost three uh, from their starting 11 players, yeah. and they always manage to rebuild them, to replace them, to rebuild the team, and still not be in danger of relegating. That just shows how well the club is run, really. yeah. Um, because you've got, you got to work within your means. I mean, Freiburg, no, even if they're getting big money for these, for these uh, sales. Spending big money doesn't always work out. You know, it doesn't just mean because you've got money you should spend it. Um, so I think that's that's a very good model that they have. Uh, let's let's talk about Wolfsburg because um, it was not too long ago that they won Bundesliga. I think it was uh, well, two thousand nine, two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's not yeah. not too not too long ago. Um, obviously, they're not looking towards that now. Um, you know, the team is not the best in in the league. They have got some very good players. Um, but, you know, they had a young goalkeeper in or a reserve goalkeeper in who made some very big saves to keep them in this game. Probably should have saved Peterson's header, to be to be fair. Um, the, I think you're being a bit harsh there, bro. I think he should have. <laughs> I know it was, it was quite close, but he got a hand to it. He's because Peterson and he can't do anything wrong. So, therefore, yeah. like, the goalkeeper, it could have been Jan Oblak. And I'll be like, nah, <laughs> it's a good goal. It's a good goal. Nah, a stronger hand, he could have he could have palmed that away. But yeah, Le Leno would have saved it. Who would have? Leno. Leno. <laughs> well, that's the only thing he is good at, shot stopping. It's the rest of it that he's rubbish at. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I think Cast he's, he's... Castells would have saved it, personally. Yeah, but Castells is like, I don't know, seven foot. <laughs> yeah, with, with paper hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel he would have saved that. But, I mean, it's not the best performance from Wolfsburg. If I was a Wolfsburg fan, I wouldn't be too happy with that. I know Freiburg aren't a turnover at, at home. 
But Wolfsburg, what realistically, what what would they be looking at this season? What's a, what's a good season for Wolfsburg? Well, the, the ambition in Wolfsburg is uh, always playing European football. So Champions League is maybe a little bit too high, but uh, they always aim at playing at least Europa League because you know with, like the, with the Volkswagen uh, behind Volkswagen Group behind them, they always have a lot of money. But that's also the, the biggest problem was because the players they sign. They play there for the money and not for the vision or for the uh, for the ambition of the club. And so that's why they have such um, huge differences in their uh, finishing position in the Bundesliga. As you said, in 2009, they were champions with a great team. A year later, they were like ninth. Then they needed a couple of years to, to manage again. 2015, they were second and cup winner with Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. And the following no, two years afterwards, 2017, 2018, they played relegation playoffs to stay in the league. It's crazy. So now, now they manage again to to come a little bit up, and it's like always like a roller coaster with them. They're going up and down and up and down, <laughs> and they behave as good as the uh, the company gives them enough money. So if it's if the Volkswagen company is uh, is good, they give a lot of money. The club is good, but at the moment they have lots of scandals around Volkswagen, lots of trouble. There is money for the club left, so. Quite difficult times. I want to ask a question what you boys think. I've got my opinion of him. Um, Veghorst. Love him. You love him? See, I love him because he's like, he's he's dirty a little bit, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's like a Dutch Diego Costa or something like that, but without uh, the biting and spitting and all all that stuff. (laughs) He's, He's big, he's strong, he knows how to score goals, he can play football. And he's uh, he's very important for the squad in Wolfsburg. I, I feel he misses too many chances for me. Um, I, I think he should score more goals than he does. I think he's got potential. He's, he's a good striker, but I, I don't know if he's going to elevate to the next level. I think he's probably just going to stay at a level where you can guarantee 10, maybe 12 goals a season. You know, that's about it. I don't think he'll ever hit the heights where he's banging 20, 25. Um, yeah. Well, I think he's a tidy striker, man. I, I really yeah. do. The thing is, I'd be mad jealous if if Tottenham, cause Tottenham have been talking about him. I'd be mad jealous if he went there, but I don't think he'll be able to get into Arsenal. I, I don't think he'll get many games at Tottenham. But, I mean, he might get a few off the bench. But he's mm, yeah, a good three. option. And like, he's, he's a very big boy. And, yeah. you know, if you're whipping a decent crossing, you want, if he's on the end of it, you expect that header to bullet into the back of the net. And I, I like that about him. He would be a great striker for the Premier League, but from his point of view, I wouldn't change Tottenham because in Tottenham he will always be number two behind uh, Harry Kane, who was a legend in the club mm. and who was a similar player in his way of playing because he's not that big, okay, he's uh, not that physical, but you know, he's good with his head, he's, uh, he's good in the box, he has all the attributes that uh, Vekos also has good, but Kane is better than everyone. Mm. Yeah. So I wouldn't change Tottenham, maybe Newcastle or something like that could be a good club for him. Uh, Newcastle don't do too well with strikers, so Joe Linton. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, let's move on. We've got Hertha Berlin and Frankfurt. Um, I, I kind of bigged up Hertha Berlin last week, and um, then this happens. So, <laughs> what do I know? You know, um, Hertha Berlin at home lost 3 1 to Eintracht Frankfurt. Um, not the best of showings for the home side. Um, Boyata, who just became club captain, as as you enlightened me to last last week, gave away a really silly penalty. A really silly penalty. What's he thinking? Um, what is he thinking? You know, um, for me, you can't give away penalties like that. You cannot. Um, your boy Andre Silva. Another on-form striker. We were talking about on-form strikers. Andre Silva is in the form of his life uh, at the moment for Frankfurt. That's now 10 in 12 since the lockdown, uh, well, the restart from lockdown. Um, Let's not look at the stats, right? And let's have a look how the goals are going in. Anyone can do that. I'm going to come out of retirement and score those type of goals, right? Andre Silva is a dead (laughs) Third striker, and don't even start with Bas Dost either. Oh, Bas Dost well, was on well, the score as well. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Don't, header. I don't. I don't want to talk about this game, boys. Okay, you know so we'll, I mean? we'll, go, <laughs> we'll go to Flo. Flo, start us off. What, what thoughts on this game? 
Um, yeah, it was a surprise, kind of, because everyone expected to uh, have to win a home game. But I believe this is maybe a development we can expect from Hertha for, for the season. Because as I mentioned last week, the week before, they lost in the cup against the second league squad. Then they won. Now they lost again. I believe the squad from Hertha and uh, the individual players have lots of quality. But they still need to find themselves. So maybe during the next couple of matches, there will be some kind of uh, those results. Some massive wins, some massive losses. And uh, during the season, they work it out to become better and better and better. And I believe that in the end of the season, they will maybe finish up like fifth or sixth or seventh and the year above or the, the year later, they will be um, uh, yeah, a strong contender for Champions League, but not this year. And Frankfurt, they played a typical Frankfurt game. You know, aggressive, uh, very fast towards the goal, like simple goals with the penalty with uh, dust in the box and silver. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about Frankfurt, we need to talk a little bit about Hinteregger. Yeah, because he was another own goal during the week. He was quite of a big mouth. I don't know if I, uh, if you if you had heard about that. It's about nine hundred and fifty own goals he scored now, isn't it? He was talking about Davy Zelke from Bremen. He was saying like, uh, I love playing against Davy Zelke because I'm better than him anyway, and I love playing against players wow. who are worse, <laughs> just to show them that I'm better. <laughs> and two days later, he scores his. Uh, fifth own goal in the Bundesliga in like three years I don't know <laughs> and he only needs one um, more own goal to be uh, to become all-time uh, leading own goal champion in the German Bundesliga football wow, so, <laughs> so basically karma what's what's karma in German yeah yeah karma well we have we have the same we're That's like we are that uh, from the English we're, we're just saying like karma is a bitch yeah, um, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right so um another great goal in this game uh, Sebastian Roda. Uh, yeah, some brilliant goals this weekend. Yeah, ex-Bayern man um, with a brilliant goal. Um, I just saw here, just looked at my stat sheet. Frankfurt scored three goals from three shots on target in that game, um, which is efficient, um, but also that's poor from her to Berlin. Um, classic German. Classic Germany. Classic. Efficiency. Yeah, but also coming out of that, some bad news for Frankfurt. Kostic uh, picked up an injury and he is very important to the way they play. Um, Hopefully that's not too bad uh, for them. Uh, just to talk a little bit about her to Berlin and a certain striker who um, done bits in Serie A, uh, Piatek, not really working out for him in, in Germany at the moment. Why, why do we think that is, Gav? Style of the play. It's just not for him. Like He likes to be such a free roamer. And, you know, when he, when he was at Genoa, he had, like, the keys to the city almost. Do you know what I mean? So he was able to just play however he wanted to. And whatever he said, the rest of the players adhered to. That's what it looked like when he was at Genoa. That's what got him the move to AC Milan. And AC Milan, the people say it didn't really work out from there. I disagree. One in three. That's not a bad return for a striker. We keep forgetting that because Messi and Ronaldo have got these ridiculous stats that a striker, if you any player, um, we're going to talk about them later on in the show anyway, but Marcus Taram and Alisson Player, both great strikers. We will talk about the, the fact that they're great strikers. What's their record? One in three. So, yeah. you know, well, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't feel the style of play is suited to Piatek. I feel that if Piatek was to shine, he needs to be at a Leipzig. I think the way that Leipzig play, Piatek would be able to, to score a lot of goals there. So he would be like the opposite from uh, Cunha, who couldn't yeah. shine at Leipzig and now is uh, shining <laughs> over Hertha. Over Hertha yeah. And now yeah. is, uh, he even will make his debut for Salazar. He was yeah, uh, yeah, for Brazil. That shows the level of Brazilian football, but that's a, that's a, another conversation. That's another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, another new member of the Bundesliga, uh, Armenia Bielefeld. Um, the first win since being promoted. Um, a massive win as well. Um, champions of Zweite Bundesliga. Uh, Zweite, Zweite Bundesliga, Zweite Bundesliga. Yeah. And the goal scored by um, Edmondson, 
who's the first player from the Faroe Islands to ever play in the Bundesliga. So, um, poor goal if you're Timo Horn, though, by the way. Poor goal to give away. Shocking goal, isn't it? Shocking goal. Shocking. Um, the other goalkeeper, the other end's done all right for you, Gav. Uh, okay. hey, look, um, yeah, exactly. Like I've got, I've got the goalkeeper in between the six, but this result. Is, oh, we lost you. Is yeah. See, we lost you. They don't want to hear you. They don't want to hear your rubbish about your your goalkeeper. Ah, oh, you're back. Yeah, but like the fact that Cologne lost is is great for Flo, isn't it? It is. You it's love, awesome. you love yeah, for sure. I I love the city, but I don't like the club. <laughs> <laughs> I think I last like time we're club. gonna have to do like a, a when whenever all of this rubbish ends and we can actually travel and you know be social again, we'll have to do like a German. Uh, city tour breaks, and you'll just have yeah, to dive you... around the best places to go in Germany. You guys, it's so cheap. It's so yeah. it's so cheap to fly to Germany. We might as well oh, yeah. just do the show from Germany <laughs> every week. We will fly out on the on yeah. the Wednesday and come back on the Friday every week. Work from yeah. home. <laughs> I, I'll organize a lounge in the in the Bay Arena. Yeah, oh, I'm, maybe... I'm well up for that, mate. I'm well okay. up for that. Maybe yeah. maybe ask my colleague from FC Cologne if you can organise a launch in Cologne. Yeah, I'm well up for that as well. They still got the goat that does the pre-game. They still got the goat mascot at Cologne. Did yeah. one, one die? <laughs> yeah. It always dies after a couple of years. Yeah, they called it Hennes, and I believe now it's Hennes the ninth. So even <laughs> in the Cologne Zoo, yes, it's like he has his own area, and the fans come. They come to the zoo, and they're like standing in front of his uh, front of his area, in front of his cage, and like, oh, Hennis, uh, yeah, you're the best mate. And I, uh, one one time, I don't know, uh, Anthony Modest. No, it was Anthony Uja. He oh yeah, goal, I remember that. Yeah, and then he went to the to the goal and was like <laughs> grabbing him by the horns. <laughs> He's just thinking, I'm going to cover you later, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah, do I so achieve that? <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Cologne um, a little bit. Uh, they haven't won a game in 12. Um, mm. Not looking very good for them. Um, I think that's the first time in 21 games that they haven't scored. Um, but they haven't won in 12, which would tell you that defensively they're not very good. Um, would they? Would you be worried as a Cologne fan about, you know, the drop basically the the dreaded relegation gav yes simple as that yes mm. they're not they're not scoring enough goals they're not shutting it out at the other end enough you know you can't when 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 clubs get promoted you don't know what they're going to be and like it happens in italy it happened in italy quite a bit i remember do you remember spal they're still in the, they're still knocking about yeah. they if you are ever, if you're a betting person, gamble responsibly, boys and girls. Obviously, you can't be a boy or a girl. You have to be a man or a woman to be um, betting because we're over the age of eighteen. Anyway, um, with Spal, like if it would be like, oh, Roma at home against Spal. Well, I'm going to put that on as a Roma win, and Spal will come and do it. When newly promoted teams knock around, it's difficult. Armenia Bielefeld are on a unbeaten run. Was it like eighteen it's games good. unbeaten? They've not lost in 2020. No, they've not. And yes, they've just come up. But as far as the Bundesliga, it's a difficult league. Mm -hmm. You've got former wow. European champions knocking around in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. as well with Nottingham Forest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. The championship is arguably one of the hardest leagues yeah. in world football. And it's because you just don't know what to expect and it's gritty. And they're going to come up. They're going to shock a lot of people. They'll probably go down. Don't get me wrong. But they're not... They're not they're, they're, but they're not going to be like a Paderborn, where they just they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get a draw against by against Dortmund," and then go, "Oh, I'm gonna roll over against Augsburg." It's mm -hmm. you know, it's they're a, they're a very strong club, and so I don't think I don't think um, Cologne should worry too much about this result, but they should be thinking about their future and look at ways to bolster their squad. Yeah, and from an yeah. objective point of view, not from a Leverkusen side, they definitely need to worry because if you look at the last season, they had like ten good matches 
in the whole season, like Schalke. You know, it's, it wasn't a good season. They were like two points from uh, away from relegation at the end of the season. But all the Cologne fans and also the uh, the head of the club is not able to look at the whole season. They're looking at these eight games and say, okay, oh, we were good back then, so we don't need to worry. But actually look at the other 25 games in the seasons. You know, they were rubbish. They would have been get relegated without that uh, massive run in the beginning of the year to 2020. And now this uh, way of playing continues, so they should be really, really worried. And uh, maybe they should also change the goalkeeper. I don't know. What would well, you I, say think I, I think the goalkeeper's fine, but I'm not being funny. It, it reminds me like Fulham. Like Fulham have got Tim Ream in their back four. You can't yeah. expect to survive if you've got Tim Ream in your back four. And I feel the same with Bournemouth. If you've got Bourne now and you're back four, you can't be expected to win. I think he, I don't rate him. <laughs> but they have like a world champion on the bench, eh? with uh, Ziele. True. Um, yeah. So, what's he doing there? All right, let's uh, go. What's, what's, what's the reason for being there? Uh, long, long story. Maybe another, another time. We're going to go on to your club. Leverkusen versus Leipzig. Um, two brilliant goals in this game. Wow. <laughs> two unbelievable goals in this game. Um, I mean, what, what, how do you feel, Flo, about this result? Are you happy with this result? Do you, were you happy with the performance? Before the match, I would have uh, been very happy with that result because I was thinking about, you know, you're playing against Champions League semi-finalists. Our squad is not complete yet. We had some problems in Wolfsburg. A draw would have been very, very fine for me. And during that match, after we conceded the 1-0, the team um, yeah, they got better and better. And it was a really good game. It, was, it wasn't it was a single step. It was maybe two or three steps in the right direction from the team. And in the end, from my point of view, Leipzig was a little lucky that they didn't lose that match. So I'm not quite 100% uh, satisfied. But mm. um, to, to stay objective and not wearing a, a red and black uh, glasses, something like that. <laughs> Tinted specs there. Yeah. Uh, one one point is is quite okay for the moment. Uh, we played against a very good team, and um, we should focus on the uh, on the way how how Leverkusen played. This would be very important if if they continue. Then everything will become fine. Well, I think you should have won because uh, Verts should have scored. Uh, yeah, Verts definitely yeah. should have bagged. Should have should have put that in the back of the net. You have to score those. Um, how how do you feel, uh, Schick? did on his debut are you do you think he'll be able to bang the goals that Volland and Havertz uh, uh, that you lose with those guys do you think Schick can go some way towards scoring those goals well I think uh, Schick can go way beyond Volland in terms of scoring goals because Volland wasn't a striker who was just defined by goals Volland was like a 25 or 30 scoring point striker, you know, like 12 goals and 15 S's, something like that. Yeah. But I believe Schick is like a player who guarantees you 16 to 25 goals a season. Depends whether the season is good or not. And um, he had some starting problems with us because he was at the Czech national team. Uh, there was a Corona case in the Czech national team and uh, he was in quarantine. But he becomes better and better now. This, it can be seen. He was uh, he had his first match in the first cup round. Afterwards in Wolfsburg, he was uh, as, as a substitute, I believe. And now it looked way better playing against Leipzig. He was able to to keep the balls in the front. He has good technique skills. He could pass to his uh, teammates. And the way he scored the offside goal was uh, was beautiful. It was a stunner. From yeah, it's a shame. It was, it was a shame that it was um, it was ruled out for offside. Um, I am a big fan of Darren Bay. Mm -hmm. um, the goal was absolutely sublime. I have to say that straight up. But I want to, um, I want, I want to ask about Leipzig's um, Leipzig's approach to the game because they. It was. I thought it was a really good. I thought it was a really good game, end to end. But I didn't feel that they had enough. In the front the yeah. I'm not even saying it's a Werner thing. I'm I'm just thinking that they they're missing Schick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they yeah. really Schick, do. Schick knows how how things work at Leipzig. So you know, Soloff ain't the ain't the guy. He is not the guy. But I feel like a target man. Now going back to the the uh, Veghorst thing. Do you think Veghorst should like, they should be looking at Veghorst maybe 
to lead the line for Leipzig. How old is Weghorst? 27? 27, something, something like that, yeah. Leipzig, aren't Leipzig, uh, don't they only buy players under a certain age? Yeah. So the whole ethos is to buy a player under, I think it's 24 or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. 24 is, is, yeah. is the highest age. They had one acceptation, which was, I believe, Kevin Campbell. They yeah. bought them from Leverkusen three years yeah. ago, and he was 25 back then. Mm. Yeah. So this was a single ex uh, acceptation from that strategy. By the way, uh, Bayern Munich just scored the one nil against Borussia Dortmund. Oh, it's already. Okay. Um, right, we'll move on to that in a sec. I just want to get a quick word on Forsberg because uh, we spoke about him last week and mm. how integral he was to Leipzig when they were runners-up. And if he can stay fit, we've seen what he can do in this game as a, a tremendous goal. Um, mm. No goalkeeper in the world would have saved that. No. Um, how integral will he be for them this season with no Werner? Um, are Leipzig basically just dependent on a fit Forsberg? I think without Forsberg, yeah, we like Danny Olmo. Where, where, what was, what's Olmo's best position? Mm -hmm. So therefore, you can't say that Olmo's going to be the right person. Forsberg, we know where he plays and what he does. They haven't got that focal point anymore in Werner. Uh, it, like, well, the, the the person that plays in behind like Werner, they haven't got the focal point like. Um, like Schick. Well, Paulson you know, picked up an injury as well, so we don't know. Yeah, how Paul, 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 Paulson's is a dead player, man. Yeah, honestly. but he's he's integral to the way they play. Yeah, yeah, I'll you know? get that. I'll get that. But he, he, he's without him, I don't think they're going to worry too much defensively. I think they're fine, but you know, Nkunku, he was on the bench, for instance. You know, whereas last season I would have put Nkunku to start every single game over Forsberg. Because I didn't feel that Forsberg had the best season last year. He was good, but he weren't great. So, without, but this season, like, towards the end of last season and the beginning of this season, it's shown how important, how important he is. And without Forsberg, I think they will struggle. And that's where a, a team like, you know, uh, if a Hoffenheim do have a good season, that's when they could potentially be like, right, we're in fifth place, can we get into fourth? You know, so. All right, let's let's move on to another one of the biggest shocks of the weekend, um, and that's Augsburg versus Dortmund. And this is a shock because Dortmund usually tear Augsburg to pieces. They shred them. They usually shred them to be. And to be fair, they battered them in this game. Um, they just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. Um, Augsburg uh, scored from one set piece, and then Caligiuri had the freedom of. Sorry, <laughs> Caligiuri. He had the time and space to do whatever he wanted. Um, terrible defending from Munio, in my opinion. Not strong enough. Um, should Dortmund be worried? Or is this are they just thinking, well, Dortmund also uh, sorry, Bayern also lost. So we just can't do this again. What's the general reaction to this to this result in, in Germany, Flo? Well, the first reaction was on Saturday evening or Sunday morning. It was like, that's exactly the games why Borussia Dortmund isn't able to become champion in Germany. <laughs> now, that's what we're talking about all the time. Bayern Munich usually beats those uh, teams. And Dortmund, one, two, three times in a year, they have those games, they lose them. They, um, yeah, they lose points to Munich and uh, then they're not able to become champions again. But suddenly, or all of a sudden, Bayern Munich loses uh, on Sunday evening. And we're standing there like, oh, what was that? But, uh, yeah. yeah. One one interesting thing about that game is, you know, Kali, to mention Kali Jury, he's like the personification of the nightmare for Borussia Dortmund. In his last seven games against them, he was, I believe, responsible for nine goals, like in assists and goals. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, maybe it wasn't such a surprise that they lost again. So, I'm just I, saw how, I saw how cheap Caligiuri was, and he was one of the first names that was going into my fantasy team. And end of story, you know what I mean? But no, like, I'll, I'll see what you're saying there, Flo. But like, with 
like Augsburg, they are not going out there expecting to get victories against these sort of teams. Whereas Hoffenheim, they have a, they almost have like a expectation to a degree. It's like, well, we've beaten Bayern loads of times, or we've got points off Bayern loads of times over the last few years. So I fancy myself. I fancy myself in this game. Augsburg, they don't score goals. They're very rigid. You know, they 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 a lot of the times they'll play they'll go with a with, with with two banks of four or they'll play a four five one and it's a very rigid four five one. Though their wide players don't go too far forward. You know, they and when defending they don't come too far back. So they're very they're very balanced with their movement like that. And it's so difficult to break down. It doesn't matter how creative your boys are. Look, look how look how look how good Dortmund are. We know yeah. they're good. They've look, look look at the talent that they've got, and yeah, they battered them in terms of possession. But I think they had a few well, chances. Yeah, two, three yeah. clear cut yeah. chances. The Augsburg goalkeeper, whose name I can't pronounce, Dukovic. Um, he, he it was good. It was good. Things. That was yeah. good. Yeah, but it's a it's a I'm Polish name, so we Germans we also struggle. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we can I just pronounce our own names. Name. All the other <laughs> names. <laughs> Even, even the even the English names. If we would try, or most of the Germans, they would try to pronounce English names. It would sound like uh, like rubbish, horrible. You can't imagine. <laughs> you don't want your name to be pronounced by a German teacher, for example, Devo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you could try. Um, just a word on Dortmund before we we move on. We we heard they were goal down in the Super Cup. Um, they've got a lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. Um, they should be a little bit worried. Um, Berkey and Sancho, I think, have just got an illness. Uh, so I don't think they're going to be out for a long term. But Hazard... Has Sancho got an illness? Well, that's, that's, that's or what Or are we said. sniffing around the... the a transfer. Move to Maybe but Royce came out this weekend and said he's going to stay. He'll be here for at least a year. But I like it when players do that, because how do you know? Like, who are you to know the inside and outs of... of Sancho's transfer dealings. You're just. Like, I rather, rather a player come out and say that because that's his mate, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, how, how, how do you, you're not in the room when these discussions are taking place? So hmm. how do you know? Like Marco Royce, I know you're the club captain, but if the club are saying to Marco Royce, like, listen, mate, he's not going anywhere. He's staying for a year. If I'm Sancho, I'm thinking, well, why are you talking my business? Yeah, like, this is between me and you. Don't tell him to go down and tell the world. Reminds me of on, you know, Sunderland till I die, when um, <laughs> that um, when when your man, um, what's his name, he went over to Bordeaux in the end, and oh, he, uh, yeah, the, the the striker in the second yeah. season, yeah, yeah, and he was uh, like, no, you know, yeah, I'm just I'll just let my agent deal with it, yeah, we're offering the same money, yeah, I still want to go though, innit? you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, to be fair. If you had the choice of Bordeaux or Sunderland, you'd go to Bordeaux, wouldn't you? I, I, yeah, I like the at least, at least, at least for the life quality, yeah. yeah. If you compare like Fra French uh, Atlantic Coast to, I don't know, Geordie Shore. Ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 Geordie Shore, it's worse. I know. Um, I'm, I'm much, ra I'm much rather. Um, I'm, I'm much rather be in Bordeaux than than look out to the Tyne every day or the Weir, <laughs> whichever whichever river it is. Don't want to offend any any any. Uh, Mackham's out there, almost caught the Geordies. That would have been yeah, even worse. That would have been very offensive. Uh, let's just move on to our last game of the weekend, and that is Borussia Mönchengladbach. I'm good with that one. Uh, and Union Berlin. Um, let's try and find the ticket here. Uh, one all draw uh, for Mönchengladbach. Uh, for me, that's a very poor result for them. Um, you should be turning sides like Union Berlin over at home, especially. So that's a wasted two points. For, uh, considering they lost their first game, you'd think they'll be able to bounce back. Um, Gav, what were your thoughts on this game? Um, with you, mate, if you're at home to Union Berlin and you can't get a victory, you are struggling. They had they had um, player back. They had um, Marcus Turan back. You've got to be winning these games. These are the ones that are going to make or break whether you are finishing in the top four or you're finishing just outside, you know. So we look at there's a few shot results this week. Yeah, Bayern lost. Yeah, Dortmund lost. Bayern, tough result. Dortmund, they're away from home. Munchen Gladbach are at home here. 
you know, um, the goal scorer, to be fair, for Union Berlin is 23 years old. He must be the youngest ever player for Union Berlin because <laughs> we all know it's a, we all know it's a retirement home. Like, yeah, he's like, debut as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah like, he's so young. He's he's so young because he's a lone player for Freiburg because they yeah, all exactly, have all exactly. The, the fun, the fun, yeah, exactly. The fun he's story is that his brother was a lone player last year from Freiburg to Union Berlin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I looked, at, I saw Schlotterbeck. I was like, oh then. Is he still there? Yeah. He'll get the mum or the auntie or something. You know, you know the um, you know the um, you know the um, the, the meme with um, with um, oh, Spider Man. Spider Man is like yeah. Spider Man. <laughs> 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 exactly. That's exactly what I thought. And then I see his baby face. I was like, baby face in comparison to others. Now nah, you are you are a lot younger than what they normally go for but no nah, it's, it's a good edit though it, it, it was good editor, yeah. yeah it was good yeah. I, I liked it but no thought um grab back they've got to do better here man they, they another team that were in control of the game and the fact that they bagged as well but nah i'm Couldn't disappointed, in disappointed. Just, a quick, just a quick word on union berlin they signed everyone's favorite uh champions league finalist Lorius Carius, uh, sorry, Loris Carius. Oh. Um, what was his reputation like in in Germany, uh, Flo? Because in England, it's in tatters. He's a laughing stock. <laughs> You're so nice, Devo. <laughs> it is. I believe in uh, in Germany, it's better than England because during his time at Mainz, he was uh, seen as a quite talented player, mm-hmm. and he was seen in the Champions League final rather unlucky with the elbow check from Ramos, and I don't know. Everyone basically thinks he's a quite good goalkeeper, but looking at his um, his outfits, his hairstyle, and so he's also a, a person who is in the tabloid newspaper sometimes, especially because his girlfriend is like an kind of an it girl, but just in a bad girl way. I don't know, with lots of tattoos and was before with a rock star and so on. Okay. And funny story about that is she comes from the east of Berlin, like Union Berlin, and. Her mother, no, her stepmother, something like that, was singing the anthem from Union Berlin. So everyone is like, is there a coincidence? I don't think so. Agent Frau Carius. Something like that, yeah. That's nice. Okay, so let's just round this up. We'll have a quick look at the Bundesliga table. Uh, two teams with perfect records, and it's not the two teams that you would have thought. Is Hoffenheim and Augsburg, six points each. Um, really, it's v- way too early to look into that. We can't even see 18th at the moment. Um, but three guesses for who it is. <laughs> it's Schalke. Poor Schalke, man. Poor Schalke. Uh, poor Schalke. Um, we'll look quickly forward to the next set of fixtures. So game week three. Uh, here we go. First game is on Friday as Union Berlin host Mites. Some could say that's a six-pointer right there as well. Um, Saturday's kicked off with Dortmund at home to Freiburg, Frankfurt at home to Hoffenheim, Cologne at home to Mönchengladbach, Bremen take on Bielefeld, Stuttgart take on Leverkusen. How are you feeling about our flow? Do you reckon Leverkusen could get three points on the board? They need to get the three points on the board, desperately, because if you don't get those three points, the whole match from last Saturday against Leipzig will be wasted because everyone will be just talking about uh, not winning against a newly club in the league. So we need, or Leverkusen needs to secure those three points to uh, move in the right direction. Okay, But nice. it will be a very hard piece of work at Stuttgart. Mm. Yeah, I, I think Stuttgart will be a tough game for a lot of teams this season, especially yeah. at home. Uh, the late kickoff on the Saturday is Leipzig at home to Schalke. Schalke with a new manager. Leipzig will be lipping, licking their lips, uh, thinking we could get some goals on the board there. Um, I'd be very surprised if that's anything other than a Leipzig victory. Um, Wolfsburg at home to Augsburg. Can Augsburg make it three out of three? Who knows? And then the last one, which has just been cut off at the bottom of the screen there by our Twitter handles, is Bayern Munich <laughs> at home to Hertha Berlin. Um, I feel sorry for her to build in. I really do. Um, I think the backlash could be uh, immense. 
it could be catastrophic. The thing is, you know, um, there's two games there where I look at. I look at that that buying game and Hertha Berlin. The fact that they lost this weekend is weird because I always look at Hertha. It's like if they're at home, you put your you put your money on Hertha winning, and away from home, you put your money on Hertha losing. So the fact that they're away from home. Um, their their heads will be down after that 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 defeat at the weekend, and then they've got Bayern Munich. It's not nice. But then Schalke, on the other hand, Schalke, new manager bounce. It happens in every league and for every club. When a new manager comes in, they sometimes get result that first week, and it's like, oh, okay, we might be able to do something here. So, who knows, man? It's going to be. I, I think the I think this weekend is a lot easier to predict, but I still think it's going to be tough. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think there might be one or two surprises there. I, I, I just got a feeling, just got a feeling that Dortmund are gonna are gonna slip up again. There's no real rhyme or reason for that, other than the fact that it's Dortmund, and they do that kind of thing. Mm. Um, right. So that's it from us uh, this week. Uh, thanks for watching, and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. The Twitter handles are at the bottom of the screen, and obviously don't forget to subscribe to the Football Dugout if you haven't already, and also to Two Up Top Football and done so check those guys out as well so thank you Flo thank you Gav any last words from you guys um, other than the fact that Bayern are 2-0 up nothing to 2 up who scored for Bayern by the way is it Dowski again who's out there who's out there uh, Tolisso was the first one and I don't know if it's the second I can have a look uh, Müller Müller was Müller. the second goal yeah. what, a, what a player what a player there you go alright guys so that's been the Bundesliga show and we'll be back next week we have more Bundesliga action. Peace. See you.